What If World is supported by our sponsors and by listeners like you on Patreon. What if kittens break the clock and Hey there, folks, and welcome back to What If World, the show where your questions and ideas inspire off-the-cuff stories. I'm Mr. Eric, your host, and today we're starting off with a question from Tyler. Okay. Um, Tyro. What's something you really like? Um, dinos. And what's your question? Um, why did dinos live in a dog's mouth? Tyler's question is, what if dinos lived in a dog's mouth? Thank you. Oh, I love dinos, too. Thank you for sharing your question. Para speaking of thank yous, I have a meow out for Oscar, age seven, from Cheltenham. He loves books, his pet fish, and his dog, Zephy. I also have a meow out for Oila. She likes cats, practicing hula hoop, and riding her scooter. Then I must roar to Ezra from Houston, who likes magnetiles. Ninjas and Zelda Ocarina of Time. Classic game. Pixie Cato here to shout out Sophia. She is six years old, lives in Washington, D.C., and loves unicorns. Last but not least, listen up to Sophie E's shout out. That's right, Sophie's a Lego whiz and loves to read. She's also got a little sister named Charlotte. Well, thanks, Sophie E, Sophia, Ezra, Isla, and Oscar. Now let's find out what if dinos lived in a dog's mouth. We'll start your story right after a quick break. Oh, I'm running late. I'm so very late. Oh, oh, my tooth hurts. Fred the dog was indeed running late for a dentist appointment. It felt like there was something trampling around inside his mouth, but he had no idea what. Don't spoil it for him. Ding dong. Oh, hello, Fred. Abacus P. Grumbler greeted his friend from the front door of the observatorium. I don't remember having a doorbell installed, though. There's no time to question whether or not you ever had a doorbell. You agreed to babysit recap for me. And Fred the dog unstrapped a little baby from his back and handed it over with his long, stretchy tongue. Well... His last bottle was at 6.30 a.m., so he'll probably be hungry soon. Excuse me, uh, did I uh, agree to watch this baby? Yeah, of course you did. Why else would I be here? Don't worry, he's super duper well behaved. Abacus looked down at the napping baby and smiled. Well, I've been a teacher all these years. Certainly I can handle a baby. Fred handed over a diaper bag and started running off to the dentist. Wait, where did this baby come from? Yes, don't forget to clean his bum bum. Thanks, Abacus. Bye. And suddenly the baby's eyes shut open. I'll tell you where I came from. Alternia. You're very well spoken for a baby. You bet your baby bib I am. You see, previously, in Alternia, why am I seeing everything in sepia tone right now? It's a flashback. Just roll with it. 
Uh, okay. The unicorns and Pixie Kahlo save the world from Thunder, and then I, being the powerful disembodied voice that I am, brought everyone to What If World, where I of course materialized as a baby. Why of course? And also Fred didn't have a baby in the story last week. Oh he sure did. I was just napping while strapped to his back the whole time. Uh, okay, well, what do you do? Little baby. Mostly I experiment with my phenomenal narrative powers, said Recap, squirming his chubby little baby arms and wiggling his chubby little baby fingers. <laughs> that we should get along splendidly. Baby disappeared. And then the baby was gone. Oh, I should have seen that coming. Abacus scoured the entire observatorium. And when he couldn't find Baby Recap, he went and looked up his locate baby spell. Abracababy! Oh, great, he's at the bottom of the lake. He's at the bottom of the lake! <laughs> Fortunately, Baby Recap was in an air bubble within Cuthuncle's black, sparkly fortress. It's so nice to see you again, Recap. Yes, I'm sorry I slept through the entire adventure last time. Oh, that's okay. You're a baby. You need your rest. And Abacus scooped up the baby. Oh, Cuthuncle, you helped raise your nephew, Scully the Squid. Care to do some uh, babysitting? But didn't you agree to watch him? I suppose I did, I just don't remember doing that. Mr. Eric, are you sure I agreed to watch this baby? Huh? Uh, uh me? Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure. I mean, you must have, right? Because Fred brought him there. Oh, fine, I'll just take him back to the... He's gone again, isn't he? Yes, he teleported away about a minute ago. You're really bad at this. <laughs> Abracababy! And Abacus could see little baby recap wreaking havoc inside the observatorium's pantry. Oh, no, 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 no! Tomorrow was to be pizza day! Meanwhile, Fred the dog had finally gotten to the dentist. Hello, Tooth Fairy, said Fred, knocking on the side of a thimble that lived on top of a cloud in the neighborhood known as Fairy Glen. And he was shrunk inside the thimble to see Fair Elise, giving him a flat stare. Fred, I don't know how many times I need to tell you this, but I am not the Tooth Fairy. You're not? No, I am Fair Elise. I am a detective. Then can you detect what's wrong with my teeth? No, for that you'd need a dental detective, also known as a dentist. But aren't all fairies good at teeth? You know, now that I hear myself saying it, I realize that that's pretty wrong-headed. Well, at least you're learning. Well, certainly someone in Fairy Glen is a tooth fairy. I've just been reunited with my daughter after months. So please forgive me if I don't have patience for your antics right now. What antics? Is that like an auntie stick? I want to try that. <sighs> Platters, pans, pots, and plates plunked down all over the place, and containers of food and milk and eggs cracked and crashed and splashed everywhere. Oh, I'm going to use up all my spells for the day just cleaning this mess up. 
I apologize. Everything in existence is new to me and wonderful. I must put it all in my mouth or else break it. Yum, 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 yum. No, 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 put down the candy. Babies should never eat candy, especially not magical babies. Recap's eyes widened and his belly rumbled and magical spells started shooting out of every finger and every toe and even his eyes and his nose. This is hilarious. <laughs> Abigus raised a magical shield and retreated from the baby who started chasing him all over the halls. Knocking things over is the best. It's equally as good as tasting things and breaking them. I didn't sign up for this. Well, technically, Abacus, you did. Don't start, Mr. Eric. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm just saying, oh, look out for Recap! Oh, for crying out! Baby Recap had somehow managed to knock down an entire bookcase, which was about to land on the baby. I just found a new passion, finding elaborate ways to hurt myself the moment you stop looking. <laughs> Why? And Abacus flung out his most powerful spell to create a protective sphere around the baby. What a nice magical bubble. I can't wait to figure out how to pop it. No, 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 don't, please don't pop it. It's the only thing keeping you alive right now, said Abacus. Bookcases and rubble were all leaning on top of the protective sphere, and Abacus exhausted his magic, pushing it all off. Oh, oh, wait, I remember. My parents used an anti-magic baby carrier on me. Uh, apparently I had the same problem growing up. <laughs> Abacus scooped up the bubble-containing recap and rushed to his study. Meanwhile, the baby rolled the protective sphere all over the room, knocking down staves and potions and all kinds of magical ingredients. Aha! I've got it! said Abacus, thinking he'd finally gotten a hang of this parenting thing. <laughs> but boy, was he wrong. What did you say, Mr. Eric? Uh, oh, uh, nothing, nothing. Just, um, keep, you know, put the baby in the harness like you were- I've had about enough of you today, said Abacus to Baby Recap. No, I did not say that to Baby Recap. Uh-oh. Abacus, don't do anything rash. Oh, yes. I have a question here from a patron named Micah. A question you're sure to enjoy, Mr. Eric. I don't like the sounds of this. But I'm sure I'll like the sound of your question, Micah. Just maybe not what it implies for me. Okay, let's just hear it. My name is Micah, and what is your question again? Um, what if, what if Abigail Grumbler got so frustrated with Mr. Eric that Abigail's drunk? <laughs> Mr. Eric to the size of a germ. <laughs> Too bad your magic's all dried up for the day. Mm, I think one of these wands might have a spell left in it. Abacus, if you think I'm going to narrate you casting a spell on me, then you are sorely mistaken. Abacus quickly grabbed a nearby wand and shot a spell up into the sky. Thank you, Recap. Don't mention it. Oh, boy. And Mr. Eric shrunk down until he was the size of a gem on the end of the wand. Oh, Recap, it's so nice when your magical powers aren't aimed at me. And then he stuck me inside the anti-magic baby carrier. Now I've just got to teleport to someone who, who knows a little bit more about magical babies than I do. But I thought you used up all your magic. Oh, you're right. Where's that bus schedule? Abacus? Recap? Um, anybody? Miss Karen? <sighs>
Abacus, hello. I learned my lesson about not presuming all fairies are the same. But then I forgot I still need to see the dentist. Fred, Fred, it's me, Fred. Oh, he must not be able to hear me. I'm just too small. Oh, my teeth really aching right now. I need something good to chew on. I wish I had one of those antics. They sounded delicious. Just then, Fred saw the stick sitting on the edge of Abacus's work desk. Only it wasn't a stick. That's right, you guessed it. It was a wand. You see, Fairilies, the baby just keeps babbling like this. I'm afraid there's something wrong with him, said Abacus P. Grumbler, from inside Fairilies' thimble house. Oh, what is it with everyone? Just because I am a fairy and a mother doesn't mean I know everything about magical babies. What? Oh, no, no. Uh, I'm sorry, Fairilies. I'm just actually here because you're a detective. Chomp went Fred the dog on the stick. And there was Mr. Eric, inside his mouth. A jungle of old bits of sticks, where thousands of tiny baby dinosaurs roamed. I'm sorry, Abacus. I am on vacation. Well then, maybe you could just help me with this magical baby, since you're a a fairy and a mother. Go home, Abacus. Okay, but could you just lend me some bus fare? Okay, I am inside Fred's mouth. Yeah, but I'm, I'm inside my own dog's mouth. My horoscope was way off for today. (laughs) Dinosaurs? I love dinosaurs, but not the kind that are alive and want to eat me. (laughs) Okay, I think I'm safe. Although I should probably stop talking out loud about my feelings. Kids, I don't want you to get the wrong impression. Normally, talking about your feelings out loud is very healthy. Uh, But when you're being hunted by dinosaurs, it's generally something that... Hi! I couldn't help but notice you were narrating to yourself. You probably shouldn't do that when being chased by carnivorous dinosaurs, like me. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, p- please don't eat me. Silly creature. I'm not going to eat you. Oh, thank goodness. I just ate a bunch of lizards, so I'm going to save you for later. <laughs> oh, man. Uh-oh, that's the T-Rex. She'll eat both of us, unless you climb on my back. And I whisk you away to my secret lair. I guess being eaten by you later is better than being eaten by a T-Rex right now. That's the spirit. And the velociraptor known as Velocity had the germ-sized Mr. Eric climb upon her back. At which point, they ran deeper inside of Fred's mouth to a stinky old wetlands of dirt, drool, and floating sticks. Recap, you have quite the imagination. What are you even talking about? Said Abacus P. Grumbler, entering the observatorium to see Fred. Nothing? What do you mean, nothing? That's what I was chewing on. Oh, all right. Well, are you ready to take this baby back? He's been nothing but trouble all day. Maybe that's because you've done nothing but try to get rid of me all day. Oh, you're right. I'm so sorry. I've just been trying to find your real family to to take care of you. I'm just so busy with work and- But aren't you a teacher? Yes. And you didn't get summertime. <laughs> yes, I lesson plans to, to work on. <clears throat> Going to start those in a couple of weeks. And as Abacus continued to make up flimsy excuses, Velocity the Velociraptor was preparing a big pot of stew to cook up Mr. Eric. Uh-oh. Oh, ignore him. He's, he's just cute little baby babble. I don't think so, Abacus. That's one pretty powerful baby. But Fred, if what he's saying is true, then that would mean that you, eh? One of my magic wands.
things. Nothing? Excuse me. Abigail, if you're trying to say that I've been sneaking into your study every time you're not around for the past three and a half years and chewing on your old wands and that's why they break half the time and your magic goes awry, then that's just crazy talk. Um, no, I, I was saying you ate a wand with Mr. Eric at the end of it by accident. What was that about chewing all of my other wands? Oh my goodness, Mr. Eric is in the sticky inside my mouth. We gotta deal with that pressing matter immediately, said Fred the dog, trying to distract Abacus from the fact that he'd been chewing his wands for the past three and a half years. Oh, but Fred, I'm completely out of magic, and you've chewed my last wand. Come on, Abacus, you must have some magic laying around. Baby Recap destroyed all my scrolls and ingredients. Although I am sensing magic coming from somewhere. I don't know where that could possibly be. Oh no. Oh no. Oh yes, the last deposit of magic within a one mile radius was the forest of splintered wands inside Fred's own mouth. These are gonna be really gross, isn't it, Abacus? Let's just be grateful Mr. Eric isn't here to describe it. I am here. I'm being slowly cooked. And with that, Abacus bravely reached inside the stinky mouth of Fred the dog. Uh, you really don't have to describe this. Baby recap, I'd be more comfortable if you didn't talk about he it. He was fishing around through miles of slimy tongue and age-old deposits of goop and dirt he'd licked up along the way. Oh, I wish I'd put on a pair of gloves. But he hadn't put on gloves, and he could practically feel the stink as he squished through the wooden splinters of an enchanted forest of dinosaur germs. Uh, I think I see your hand, Apicus. Uh-oh. I guess I'll have to eat you up right now. And Abacus's hand closed around the sloppy primordial goop, squeezing out the last bits of magic from his old wand pieces, like one squeezes out seeds from a rotten tomato. Oh, please stop, recap. I really don't need any more description. When? <laughs> I need to wash my hands for 18 happy birthday songs. Oh, thank you. Thank you, guys. You saved me. I said, quickly bringing myself back to what is world. Aw man, I didn't get to eat anybody, said Velocity, now standing in the observatorium. She was a huge velociraptor, looming over Abacus and Fred. And eating people's my second favorite thing. Oh, I'm so sorry. What's your first favorite thing? Oh, it's embarrassing. I should just eat you two. Oh, don't be embarrassed, said Abacus, slowly hiding the baby behind his back. You can tell us what your first favorite thing is. We're very good listeners. Yeah, as long as you don't eat our ears. Fred, don't give the dinosaur any ideas. Oh, well, I guess it couldn't hurt to tell you. It's dental detective work. Well, that's convenient, said Recap. What was that? Asked Velocity. Oh, nothing, said Abacus with a big, wide grin. It certainly wasn't a delicious baby that I'm hiding behind my back. Why would you describe him as delicious? I don't know, I'm panicking. The Velociraptor drew in close to Abacus and took a long look at his teeth. Hey, if you're going to do dental detective work, you should start with me. I've had a toothache since the beginning of the episode. Oh, you? You just need to brush your teeth, silly, and floss, and use mouthwash. Oh, that's horrible. But if I do that today, I'll feel better forever. As long as you keep doing it every day. Every day. Oh, why can't I ever get a happy ending? And Velocity was looking at the little baby recap 
who smiled and giggled, showing four budding teeth that had just recently come in. Oh, please don't eat the baby. Take Fred instead. Nice, Abacus. I wouldn't eat your little brother. That'd be rude. What is my watch? Well, it's obvious by the midline incisors in the upper and lower quadrants that you two are brothers. Wow. Dental detectives are cool. We sure are. Now I'm gonna run off to the pantry. <laughs> Smells like there's uncooked pizza ingredients everywhere. Oh, so much for pizza day. Really? So much for pizza day? That's the line you want to go out on? What's wrong with so much for pizza day? You just found out you have a long lost brother, and all you can think about is pizza. Oh, little brother, you've obviously never tried pizza. The end. Well, Micah and Tyler, I hope you enjoyed your story. Folks at home, I love making this show. And if you want to help me do it, please check us out at patreon.com slash whatifworld. You get ad-free episodes released a day early, a shout-out on the show, a better chance of having your question answered, and lots, lots more. That's patreon.com slash whatifworld. What If World is now on Chimes Radio, India's first audio platform for kids' entertainment and learning. You can download the Chimes Radio app or go to chimesradio.com to find some great content in Hindi and in English. I'd like to thank Karen O'Keefe, my co-creator, Craig Martinson for our theme song, and all you kids at home who have ever looked out for a younger brother, sister, cousin, or friend. It's quite the responsibility being the big kid in the room, but you'll learn a lot and you might even make a new friend. Until we meet again, keep wondering. <laughs>